We are moving on, Benish Hai's halachot. And actually, this was <laughs> the brainchild of uh, Elliot Hittery. And uh, he's, he's not here anymore, but at least we are continuing his, uh, <laughs> his, legacy. his legacy. I mean, he, he was yeah, one that gave me the idea. He's the grandson of Moshe Faham. And uh, he said his grandfather was a big Benish Hai, man, Shalom. And he said that at a certain point in his life, he said, Robert, can you teach me Benish Hai? He said, but in the, the time will come and I will do it. And I'm doing it. And uh, he moved on. Okay, but we have him in mind. He stuck with us. He had a good streak, but no, he had a good streak. Yeah, I mean, yeah, yeah. He definitely had a good streak in three, four weeks, and then he no. stuck with us. Then the fallout kicked in. All right, we're in the Vayera Mitzvah. No, that was a big pick. That was a big, that, that big pick. Yeah, rookie of the year, rookie of the year for sure. Rookie of the year for sure. I did not think he was coming today. Yeah, no, Mr. Petesh is listen. He's a you know. Mitzvah tefillin hamura me'od. Okay, there you go. Mitzvah tefillin, very stringent. Umi she'eno maniach tefillin. Mahmad shah mitzvah ena chashuva be'ena. If a guy doesn't wear tefillin, just because he doesn't think the mitzvah is important enough, nekra im posh'ei Yisrael begufan. So he's in a... his wife Exactly. <laughs> he's in a special category of a, uh, a sinner of Israel with his body. And the results of these guys are Wow, the Ben Ishai, who's not afraid of anything, is afraid to tell you what happens to Poshayi when he says, Go look over there, it's, it's, it's not good. Which is amazing. The Ben Ishai does not shy of anything. But here he didn't tell us, and we know it's not good. The Odaman of Shesha, Over Bishmona Ase. He transgressed eight positive commandments. We place them on the arm, corresponding to heart, to remember the miracles, that testify al Yehudo on his oneness. God has the supremacy and the power above and below to run the world as he wishes and to run the nature as he wishes. And as a result, we subjugate the soul, which is in the head. Most people don't know that. When you ask people, where's your soul? They go like this. No, the soul is right here. Right by the cranium where you put your differential rosh. And if basically you're saying, I subjugate my soul to the service of God, which is the source of the desires. So basically, uh, with, by remembering these things, the oneness of God, and how God is in control, and God uh, 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 was able to change the laws of nature in Egypt for those that served him and punished the Rishayim. Therefore, we subjugate our minds, which is the Nishama, our thoughts, and we subjugate our hearts, which is our desires, for the Creator. So that's the order. Talit and Tefillin. Kodem Parashat Akeda, which I am guilty of. Rabbi Nishai's opinion is that he'd rather you be dressed when you're reciting the beginning of the Tefillah. Hakam Baruch Allah Vashalom, probably for practical reasons, uh, used to recite the beginning of the prayers out loud, like I do in the shul over here. And uh, he would then, after the recitation of the beginning, then he would put on his talit and tefillin. I guess because, uh, you know, he was the hazan, so he didn't have time to do both. So, but really the right way is, according to the kavanot especially, talit, tefillin, and stop parashat akedah. Um, 
And he says, Kedeshi Ya'ala Bishat Kiriyat Shema de Korbanot. And Ben Ishai wants you to be wearing your tent of Filin when you're saying the Shema of the Korbanot also, Shuhayuv. This is a big Hedush of the Ben Ishai. I'm sure they argue on him because he's saying over here that when you say the Kiriyat Shema in the morning of Korbanot, if you don't have your Tefillin on, it's like you're testifying falsely. What am I testifying falsely? The whole reason why they said you're testifying falsely is because you're saying, you're not wearing your tefillin, but you don't say that in the beginning. So why is it a false testimony? I didn't get to that. Perashan, if, if I'm not mistaken, if you look at Halichot Olam, um, maybe Acham of will have a, uh, a different opinion on that. Does the Benish Chai hold that you should say the rest of the shit? No, 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 no. Right. So he says over here, Hakam Ovadia, Kore Pasuk Shema says, Besedra Korbanot. According to the uh, mystical representations of these two mitzvot. So must come before. If a person puts on his tefillin first, he's making a big mistake. After he became an old man, you're going to become old again? You're going to become young again? Which means obviously youth precedes old age. But you can't go backwards. You can't become old before you, uh, you get young. And therefore you're going out of order. Poskim asusiman the, the Pasuk says in the Torah, Vehaya ha'atufim le'lavam ve'akishurim le'yaakov. Basically, remember when they were having, having the uh, divvy up between the assets for Yaakov when he left Avan's house. So it says, the animals that were atuf will belong uh, to Lavan, and the ones that are kashur will belong to Yaakov. Well, there's a play on the words, because atufim could also mean let'atif. So therefore, first, Vehaya ha'atufim le'lavam. You put on the white talet first, and then the kishurim is the kishurim is the the tefillin liyakov, and you do that after. So that's the remez. Ve'od amru sof sisit taf shehu rosh tevad tefillin. The last letter of sisit is taf, which represents if you do the sisit, the last thing is the tefillin, which means it follows it. Shehu rosh tevad tefillin, and the first letter of tefillin is a taf. So therefore, sisit, the last letter is a taf. Now you go to the, the letter that starts with a taf, which is. Tefillin. Okay, the mazim. I mean, I don't know why you need all these in the mazim. It's not so hard to remember that Talet comes before Tefillin, but the Benish is giving you all sorts of the mazim, so you won't uh, you won't forget it. Alken sisit rashetevot siva Hashem sisit yanihu tehila. Okay, that's the shetevot of sisit. Siva Hashem sisit yanihu tehila. Ubesifri akadosh la paalim katavti b'tshuva timayad ovesh Tefillin b'li Talet gadol. They don't ayalo. That's a big question. Let's say the guy. He didn't know where his talit was. So he put on his tefillin without a talit. Then all of a sudden they come and say, we found your talit. So now the question is, should he take off his tefillin to follow order? Or do we say, all right, you put your tefillin on already, you know, kapara today. So the Benish Chai says, Wow. So the Benish Chai is strict on the order here. Take off your tefillin, be a seat. So these people that put their talit and their 
תפילין לתוך כיס אחד, הנקודת שם. זה להניח כיס התפילין מן הצד של הטלט, ושיפור את סייד ביי סייד. ואם יניחנו למעלה מן הטלט, נמצא פוגע בתפילין תחילה קודם הטלט. Which means, you don't want to touch the tefillin first when you open your kuracha, because then you have to take them. And you're going to take them and not put them on. It's a problem. It's a busha. So if you have to position your tefillin, so if you have a wide kuracha and your zipper, you have to follow where the zipper goes. So you go like this, and your hand is here, you put your talet. So you're okay. Now, if you have a narrow kuracha and the tefillin is on top, so when you're going to open it up, the first thing that's going to hit you is the tefillin. That's a problem. So then he says... Uh, and so what are you going to do? So put the talit on top of the tefillin. You can't do that either. Because the Kiddushah of tefillin is more strict than the Kiddushah of talit. So that would not be a solution either. So what do you do? You shouldn't put the tefillin under. The best is get a wide kuracha where you can put them. How about tefillin here, talit here? Oh, in the front. In the front. Yuri. Or, or front back. Yeah, well, that's also fine. When you open your, you're, you're, that's, you're perfect. Yeah, yeah, you're fine. Yeah, yeah, you're fine. That's a good one. Now, just because you touch the tefillin first doesn't mean we're going to tell you to put it on. So they say, if you touch the tefillin first, don't put the tefillin on. Still put the tefillin But the rabbis, he doesn't give you the advice here. But the poskim say, walk out for a minute. Mm-hmm. So therefore, as if, uh, you know, you're not... Reboot. Exactly, reboot, exactly. And come back in and take the talet from, from scratch. Bezor HaKadosh Eftig Me'od B'Shevach HaMagiyah L'Yotzim Be'Bet Me'Bet Me'Otah P'Sisit O'Mukhtah B'Tevin Le'Olech Le'Bet Tekenes. And this is something that... I'm starting to see some of our members, because we talked about it so much, starting to be careful on it. Uh, Adam Azrak is careful on it. Uh, you see sometimes Nathan Feldman, he's careful on it. Um, some of the some of the righteous guys. The Zohar uh, presents that um, you should walk into the Bet Knesset already dressed. Uh, they don't like the practice where you come into shul and you get dressed in shul. <clears throat> they want you to enter the Bet Knesset already with talit and tefillin on. So that's why uh, sometimes uh, they would have an antechamber, like an outer room, where the people would get dressed and then they come into shul like that. Or some people get dressed at home. And they come into the bed on the drive with the talit tefillin on so well. And that's what they do. And uh, they want you to say, Vani uh, Now, when you walk in, we know that. But the Hadush over here is, even if it's going to sacrifice from you being the first ten in the Bet Knesset. You know, if, if I'm here, I'm here. So therefore, by putting on the talit tefillin, at least I locked in one of the pole positions. But if now I got to leave the shoot to put on my talit so that ten guys going to come in, so I lose that sechut of being number one of ten, and I'm number eleven. So the question is, what, what, what gives? What's, what's the bigger mitzvah? The Benish High amazingly holds it's bigger that to come into the shul with talit and tefillin than to be one of the ten. And I like that. And I asked Hacham Baruch that question once, and he said that Hacham Yaakov Katsin Shalom, his father-in-law in Magine Eretz, wrote a teshuvah exactly on this uh, on this case, and he also ruled. Uh, that you should uh, come into the shul with talit tefillin. I, first ten, he says you could fulfill that in Mincha and Arbit. <laughs> so you still have a chance to fulfill that mitzvah in the other... He did it like that? Mr. Ma. Mr. Ma. He probably put it to talit tefillin in his office. Yeah, two. Yeah, two. And we're going to get to that now. And then he would come downstairs maybe to, to the shul. Uh, mitzvah zuk, for sure when he was in Jerusalem, he did it. Who knows what happened when he came to Shereson. You know, a lot of... Shereson has the ability to change a lot of people's good practices. 
ומצווה זו קודמת למצוות עשרה ראשונים. Again, you, you risk missing a Kaddish, and you risk, you know, missing a lot of stuff, but you have to make that judgment. Anyway, he says, that he was talking, by the way, where you're actually walking to show what you're telling him to Fidin on. He's not saying put it on in the office. He's doing like Adam, put it on at home. Problem is, they would walk in the streets in Baghdad and his Goyim, and they're worried about the anti-Semitism. They're going to see a guy with talent tefillinah v'kasher la'asut avazeh begalui. It's hard to... What about this stuff on the street? Oh, so he says, very good, very good, very good. Yes, shakim v'takim v'bosh talit dak v'tefillin katan arbeh. That's where they got the small tefillin. They wear a small tefillin and they put the hat over it and they wear a small little talit under their clothes so you don't even know that they're wearing it. K'deshit kaseh bakova. They put the derby. Ve'eno nika le'enaroim. You can't see it. Umoridin atalit al-ketfem v'tabashim alav gilimah. They wear the, 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 the jibbe over their talent, so you don't see it. When they get to the bed, they look off the hat, and they, you know, show it. Wow, so they have a special pair that they wear to shul, and then when they get to shul, they put on the, you know, the regular rashi, the, the bigger pair that they have. Wow, just to fulfill this mitzvah. So they have a third pair of tefillin. Unbelievable. So Hayadam had a different practice. What did he do? Okay, fine. Okay, Again, he's only worried if, it, if it's going to be problematic to walk in the street. So he says, put on the Benutam, she asil katan. That's only when you're wearing it to fulfill the mitzvah of, 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 of Kiryat Shema. Here you're not putting it on for that. You're putting it on to fulfill a different mitzvah of coming to shul dressed. So, for, for instance, let's say you have to, for, you have an emergency, you have to leave after the Amidah. Right. But you get to shul early, so right. you can put it on your Benotam, say Shema, and then put your Rashi on. And then, oh, so that's, that, that's what saying, he says saying, no. That's, that he oh, says no, because then you're doing it for the Mitzvah, the of Kiryat Shema. But I'm not doing, oh, because... Oh, because you, you, you want to say Shema when you do the Benotam. Here, oh, I'm just doing it for this item, for the walk, for the shul. The odd... And that's only to when you're wearing them together. That's so again, you have a separate pair of different basics. He says you have a Benutam at home, it's very small. Wear that to Shul. Come to Shul, take to the Benutam, or put the Shina Benutam on again. It's all story. But look how far they're going to do this item. And uh, it doesn't even register on our radar, this item. Like, what are you talking about? Like, we're looking at the Benutam, what are you making a fuss over here on something that, uh, you know, he spent the whole page on this thing. And, and, uh, 
He hasn't convinced any of us because nobody's going to change their practice. Because uh, <laughs> it takes more, takes more than this to convince us to change our lifestyle. But he said to do it. So to the credit of Adam Azrak, when he heard this, he said, that's it, I'm doing it. And you see, when he comes to shul every day, he already has to definitely on already. You don't see it, Hakam Yaakov, that often, that the people come to Bit Knesset already dressed. Which is the right way. That's right. That's right. They go to the office. That's fine. That's, uh, he doesn't care that you walk in the street with your talent to feel. He just wants you to walk into the Bit Knesset, you know, dressed already. Well, maybe I'm here before this man. A lot of times we're here learning before this man. And then so what? Walk out again and walk in again, do it right. Okay. Okay, so you ready? By putting the tefillin talit on, you're fulfilling. Listen, there's different olamot, obviously, that get uh, fixed. There's four olamot, basically, and we got to hit all the olamot by the end of the tefillah. And there's two parts of each olam. There's a hitzoniut, the outer part of the olam, and then the inner part of the So basically, by the end of the tefillah, we got to check all the boxes to make sure that all the olamot are fixed. So by putting on the talit, the hitzoniut of olam yitzira is taken care of. By yidah berachash la talit, na'asa or makif to olam yitzira. Or makif is a, is, a, is a light that surrounds the olam. We fix olam b'riah and the beracha. We fix the or makif to olam b'riah. So therefore, so far you got b'riah and yitziram b'riah. I did tefillin shalosh. It's kind of olam atzilu. So bingo. Look at that. You hit the third word already. Vinei b'tefillin shalosh. Yes, you need to make a beracha. If not, you can see make a beracha on the tefillin shalosh. Kedel asot or makif to olam atzilu. The issue of it is why they're making a beracha. The beracha creates a, a, an or. And if we're saying that the or makif of olama tzilut happens when you're putting on tefillin shalosh, that happens with a beracha. So it's not stam. What are you going to do? You got to make the beracha. The issue of the or makif of olama tzilut embanu kol Some say that the or makif, that light of olama, is so high that it just happens by itself. We, we, we don't have any active participation in it. And just by putting on the tefillin, it'll happen by itself. That's the whole machloket. And that's a good question. When you go to, a, go to somebody... You know, who learns up and say, what's the mahlokit between the Sephardim and Ashkenazim if they make a berachan the shirosh and you throw for a loop and say, well, the mahlokit is how the or makif of atzilut works actually. Does, does the or makif need a berachah or does or makif happen? I don't know what you're talking about. What's what that? But that's, that's the, that's the Benish Chai's pshat in everything. It's just, a, you know, his pshat begins in Olama atzilut. Of course, you have to have kavana when you're making the beracha on the yad that you're covering the rosh, which should be pointed out. Because it's in front of you when you put it in the yad. Let's say you made a hefsek between the yad and the rosh on something that is considered a legitimate hefsek. As you barech, then you make the beracha on the tefillin shalosh. Ashik in the sense of Amitz vad tefillin. Vechen im en la adam tefillin shaliyad. Happens sometimes. He doesn't have tefillin shaliyad. Ki im rak tefillin shalosh. Then you barech alav Amitz vad tefillin. Then you have to make the beracha on the rosh. You know, uh, or he has God forbid something wrong with his hand. He has a cast or something. He can't put on tefillin shaliyad. So he can only put tefillin shalosh on. So then uh, the din is he puts the tefillin shalosh on and he makes the beracha of Amitz vad tefillin. Uh, there was a great rabbi called Rabbeinu Yaakov 
Mitrois. Benu Yaakov Mitrois wrote a sefer called She'elotu Chuvot Ben Hashamayim. What was the nature of this book? It was a great tzaddik. And uh, whenever he would have a question, he would go to sleep with the question, and they would give him the answer in the dream. And the next day he would write, I dreamt last night, uh, so and so forth, and this, uh, this is what it is. Uh, some people, if they wrote a book about their dreams, they'd probably, uh, you arrest know, them. exactly, probably <laughs> arrested for, uh, for I don't know what to say what. But the shoot, and he, and he, and he, called, he called the name of the book, She'elot Uchuvot Ben HaShamayim, because he received these uh, communications from the Shamayim. And uh, again, the, the later rabbis questioned the, uh, the halakhic uh, implication of such a book, because, you know, Loba Shamayim, you know, we don't, we don't, we don't, we don't pose it. But nonetheless, it's impressive. So one day he went to sleep. And his question was, uh, what um, uh, the mahluk between the reef and the rosh, do you make a beracha on the tifidin shel rosh? The reef says no. So when he went to sleep, he had that question, you know, who's right? So he, he dreamt in his dream the following pasuk. akim et And my covenant I will keep with Yitzhak, who's the reef. That's the benu Yitzhak Tafasi. So when he got up, he said... That's it, the reef is right, I had a dream, and that's the pasuk that they, uh, that they told me. Um, so he's not convinced what the Arizal held. The Arizal is not so explicit, but he says he's leaning, it seems, to what we hold, therefore, one benach. And I was, I, I, I was at... Uh, um, Many years ago, 1982, on uh, it was Thursday, it was Thanksgiving Day. We were nine boys in Sharia Torah, and Rabbi Heber, may them be well, took us on a class trip to the east side of uh, New York to pray with Rabbi Moshe Feinstein, the Gadol Ador. That was a big day. And uh, uh, the, Rabbi Moshe in those days used to pray in his apartment because he was old, and the Minyan was invited. I mean, they would invite uh, different groups. That's it, you were his Minyan that day, he was relying on you. And we were nine guys, Rabbi Heber, ten guys, Rabbi David Cohen, eleven guys, and plus, you know, uh, the Rabbi Moshe and a couple of his guys. And uh, all, all I remember is two things. I remember the night before when Rabbi Heber, Wednesday night, announced it to us that tomorrow we're going to go pray with Rabbi Moshe Feinstein. Uh, we were so impressionable at that moment that we, no, we prayed on beat. Then he said, okay, now we're going to pray on beat. Without any collusion, all of my friends prayed a minimum of a ten-minute Amidah because we were so afraid that, who are we to go see? So we were just like making tishuva, and, and we didn't collude. I'm Elie and Raymond Lanyaro, we didn't say, okay, oh, it was just naturally, and we all, we didn't even speak about it. We just like we went to each other, oh, that's why you did it. It was obvious why, why we all spent a very long time, and it was like, it was like Lil Kippur, that, that, that Arbit, in the, middle, in the middle of November, and we weren't having covenant for Thanksgiving, trust me. And then, we went to Rabbi Moshe, we got there early, and he makes two benachot on the, on, on the tefillin, Ashkenazi. We noticed the way he puts on his tefillin. He put on the tefillin shiriyat, the box, he made a wrap, and then immediately he went to the, to the finger. And then he said the beracha, and then he went back and made the... So we asked him, because we're watching everything he's doing. And he came along and told us, listen, even though we make two berachot, we like to put them on as quick as we can without any form of hefseg. And this is extra. The main thing for Tefillin Shiriyat is that you affix the box on your hand. Uh, seven straps, that's already, uh, you know, not... Uh, exactly, that's, uh, that's why they shouldn't do that. And therefore, 
he went right here, he put the Rosh, and then he went back and he did the, uh, so that's a, and so I said to myself, if that's what Ramosh is doing, and he makes a second beracha, so that you would say, you're making a second beracha anyway, and he's still concerned not to make a hefsek, so all the more so us only make one beracha, how careful, and that's to Jimmy's point, you see sometimes the guys put on their shell, and then they start counting. They do the, uh, the hopscotch, two, four, six, eight over there, and they're doing it, and then they go back, they do it again, and they're, they're spending way too much time on, uh, on this, that's not a, and they're making a hefsek, not, not a hefsek that you might have to make a beracha, but a hefsek nonetheless. Similarly, Chabavaya's opinion is you shouldn't even kiss the tefillin shilrosh, which is which is something that we do, you know, instinctively. You take the tefillin shilrosh out of the out of the box, you kiss, you put it on. He says that kiss is, uh, you know, it's 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 a kiss. Well, you should kiss it when you put it away, you know. So you have to tell the tefillin, I'll kiss you later. Not the time for kissing, and uh, there's a time for everything. And therefore, he says even that little kiss might be considered a hefsek. And if I'm not mistaken. You cannot make a sick verbally, obviously not. Even a, a gesture. You know, or the guy comes to sit in the middle, you tell the guy, hey, hey, oh, well, most people say, you know. <laughs> <laughs> even like a, a wink of an eye. And if, for sure, oh, that's for sure. And your point is, even though you're doing a mitzvah, but you shouldn't do it, that's not the time for mitzvah. Um, and then he says, uh, Then he goes back and he says, If there's a need, If you want to tell the Ani to wait, So I take that back. For a Siddhaqah guy, Because that's a mitzvah. But otherwise, he's not, uh, he's not too far. Okay, we'll stop here. Amen. 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 Amen.